Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We put on many miles during the summer. Virtually everyone I talk to, when they put on those miles, they are going to visit family or friends. Unlike any other year, I think indeed because of what COVID had brought, family and friends, and the realization that we have not seen them for a while. It has brought us through the course of so many miles to visit them. Tiffany is there in Japan visiting her sister. Mary is up in Alaska with her family there. Josh and Rachel and the grandkids just got back from a 14-hour drive down to Dallas, Texas, to see the Strand clan. And they said, you should have been there. Papa, Grandma, you should have been there. If Rachel gave me more than three days' notice, we probably would have been there. About three weeks ago, Connie and I drive up to Two Harbors, Minnesota, to see my brother Mark, his wife Debbie, and his children... And it was the most special visit I think I've ever had. Just four days with Mark and his family, covering enormous territory that we had never covered before. The strand, the stories, things of which I had never heard, and I shared with him things he had never heard. And then perhaps the most important part of that visit, the realization that uh, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is as strong in my brother's life as it is in mine. As he tells stories about God delivering him from this, that, and the other. You travel so far to see family. The pastor from Kankakee, St. Paul's Kankakee, was here last night. And after the service, I'm talking with him. He said, this is the end of my vacation. I said, where'd you go? And he said, Michigan and out west and this way, 3,200 miles. And I said, who did you see? And his wife popped up. We saw family, four different pieces of family in four different places. Family is crucially important to us as our friends because I realize that it's a divine appointment. The people in your family are your divine appointment. You could have another mom or dad, you could have other brothers and sisters, but those who are in your life are appointed by God to be a part of that which forms you and makes you who you are. And when I look at the friends in my life, and I look at the friends that you might have, equally appointed by God, preached a sermon a year ago pertaining to that matter, appointed by God to be part of your life, sometimes traveling hundreds of miles to a wedding down in Punta Cana, or traveling a thousand miles to come to the funeral service, just to see you, to be there for you and with you. 
I come to another element in your life and mine. And that is one that the Bible describes as being closer than a friend. It is the one that you wake up with 365 days a year. He is the one that never leaves your side for a single moment of time. He is the one who says, a sparrow doesn't fall to the ground without me knowing it, and you are of more value than many sparrows. He is the one who has delivered 7,000 promises into your lap. If you're a parent, He has delivered those promises not just for you, but to pass on to the children that He has blessed you with. You make that vow when the child is baptized that you will pray with and for this child on a daily basis. You make the vow that you will be a Christian example to them in word and deed. God has given us family. He has given us His promises. As important as they are to you at various times in your life. How important your role as a parent or a grandparent. Passing those promises on to them. How far do you have to travel to visit this friend, Jesus? How far do you have to travel? Google it. How far away is heaven? I doubt if you'll get an answer. How far do you have to go? You sang one of my favorite songs. We sang it at my grandpa's funeral 42 years ago. Jesus, Savior, pilot me. How do you ring up this pilot when the waves are roaring in your life, when they are enormously high? How do you get a hold of this pilot? Moses is speaking to the Israelites. They're having a difficult time. They are having such a difficult time, they've taken their eyes off of God. We're not surprised. Three weeks after he opens the waters of the Red Sea, they're out in the middle of the desert, they've run out of food and water, and they forgot the miracle they did three weeks earlier. And they're saying, where's God? And Moses, why would you bring us out into this wilderness in order to die? How quickly we forget. How do you get a hold of this pilot? Moses decided to remind them of something. That this God who opened the waters of the Red Sea, he's still with them. Deuteronomy 30, verse 11. He said, you guys are trying too hard. The waves and the storms have gotten so big, you've completely forgotten about God. He is not far from any one of you. It is not like you have to ascend to the heavens, meaning the mountains. You don't have to climb up the mountains to find God up there. You do not have to travel to another country to find God. He is very near you. He is in your mind and in your hearts that you might know Him Be blessed by Him and obey Him. And if one of His commands is, do not be afraid. You look at the commandments, you look at the Ten Commandments and say, wow, you know, 
But do you realize 365 times in the Bible, he commands you to not be afraid. And the reason he commands you to not be afraid is because he's with you. And you do an embarrassing thing to God when you wake up in the morning and your whole day, week, month, or year is filled with fear. I know that chemical imbalances come into play. But so much of it is dwelling on the situation, on the storm, to an extent that we forget Him. He is not far from any one of you. And then Moses says, He is in your mind, and He is in your hearts, that you might know Him. When we went up to Two Harbors, Minnesota going past Duluth, there's a lighthouse there, a split rock lighthouse, a very famous lighthouse. You know its history? Good, I'll tell you. The history of the lighthouse, it's the year 1907 or 1908, and there is a horrific storm on Lake Superior, the largest lake in the world, a terrific storm. The waves are 40, 50 feet high on that lake. And in that one storm, there were 30 vessels carrying cargo that went under the waters. The rich owners out in New York and Chicago, they said to those in charge of the commerce, we will never send another boat out on this lake. Unless you have some means to protect them, we are tired of losing our money in the storms. And at that time, at that precise time, they built that lighthouse. And they built a handful of others. So that when the fog came and the storms came, the lighthouse was standing there. The foghorn sounds. And if you're within five miles of the shoreline, you can hear the foghorn. It's more important than the lights. You realize if you can hear the foghorn, you're five miles from the rocks. And you need to go out a little bit further. The lighthouse served to protect those out on the lake. Why does God give us His Word? Why does God say, Jesus say, Luke 21, 33, Heaven and earth will pass away, and everything will change. But my word and my presence in my word, it will never change. It will always be there. To the moment you open your eyes and you're standing in front of me in heaven, my word shall always remain because in this world, no matter what century it is, there will be storms. And you will go under. You will not stand a chance against what Satan brings. That is why I leave you my lighthouse. I leave you this light. These promises for you.
The woman at Sychar as well, John chapter 4. We know the start of the story. We know the end of the story. You know the middle part of the story. Start of the story is she's coming at 1 o'clock in the afternoon to get some water. Someone is waiting for her. The lighthouse is waiting for her. The lighthouse is Jesus. And as she comes, he, she sees him there. Maybe she's nervous. Maybe she's a little bit nervous. Who is this stranger? I've never seen him before. And she comes walking up and he says, Can you give me some water? And you know how the conversation goes. He ends up saying, hey, I know all about you. I know about your marital situation. And I know you still haven't found the right answer, though you're living with guy number six. I am the right answer. If you drink of the water I have to offer you, you'll never thirst again. Doesn't seem plausible, but the thief on the cross drank of that water, and he was fine. It doesn't seem plausible because he didn't go to adult information classes or or to the seminary for a few lessons. It doesn't seem plausible. But when Jesus opens his mouth and says to her, drink of the water I have to offer, she drinks. And what he said came true. She drank of that water, and the divine presence came into her life. You know the end of the story. End of the story, she goes into the village, and she knocks on 200 doors. And she said, there's someone out by the well a mile and a half from here. Get your sandals on. you got to meet this guy. He knows everything about me. Could he be the Messiah? And they come, and the Bible says he stays two extra days, preaching and teaching And at the end of that story, it says, all of those in the village came to the faith, not because of what what the woman said, again, a little bit of a put-down, thank you very much, not because of what the woman said, they said it to her face. We're believing, not because of your words. We're believing because we've listened to him, and that living water has come into us. You know the end of the story, you know the beginning of the story. You know the middle part of the story. She says to Jesus, how can I find God? How can I find God? Do I have to go to Jerusalem? Do I have to go 28 miles to Jerusalem and try and worship in the temple? Although being a Gentile, I can never get inside the temple. How can I find God? Can I worship Him on one of my mountains or I Do I need to go to Jerusalem? And Jesus said to her, It doesn't matter where you worship him. All that matters is you believe he's real, his promises are true, and you are worshiping him in spirit and in truth. He went to Yale College as a sophomore at Yale College. He was so brilliant an engineer that they offered him an assistant professorship, $15 a week. When he graduated from Yale College, they said, the day after you graduate, we want you to hire, we want to hire you 
to be the engineering professor. We'll pay you $90 a week. The year was 1849, gold fever, Sutter's Mill in California. He said, I'm not going to teach, I'm going to go out to California. I'm going to find the mother load. With my engineering skills, I will find the mother load. He persuaded his mom to sell the family farm, and they went to California. After six months, nothing. He was dead broke. They offered him a job at a copper mining company in northern Minnesota, and he took the job for $15 a week. The one who bought his farm, it was six months later, he was gathering potatoes. And as he was bringing the potatoes down the pathway to the house, he had to go through the stone gateway that led to the house. He drops the potatoes, the basket scrapes the stone gateway, and all of a sudden there's a flash of light coming from the gateway. He asks your professor to come out from Yale College. The professor takes one look and he said, this is pure silver. Your entire stone gateway is made of pure silver. It was worth $100,000 in 1850. That is $3.8 million today. He wanted to find fortune. It was right in his backyard. And he didn't realize it. Do you realize it? L.A. Fitness yesterday, elliptical machine, two ladies who don't have him. It's obvious by their discussion, they don't have him. And they're going through great storms. And they don't know what to do. The lighthouse, his word. So many people listening online, they are not our usual parishioners. So many of them are new to the faith. God had just kind of brought them to our live streaming. And so when I say to them, and perhaps to you, you can search for God in so many different areas. You can search for peace in so many different areas. Alcohol and drugs and affairs and you name it, the possibility is there. When you're listening online and you don't know him all that well, he's sitting right in your backyard. He's sitting right here. And the reason you are listening online this morning is because God wants you to hear about the lighthouse. He wants you to hear about himself. And he wants you, by the working of the Spirit, to come to him. That's all. Simple enough. 
God's word and God's presence in your life. And no matter what medical issues you go through, no matter what financial issues you go through, no matter what health issues you go through, 7,000 promises as close to you as his word. Heavenly Father, I pray it every day for my family. Pray it every day for this church in its entirety. Keep us close to you, Lord. Never a circumstance in which we do not realize your presence, your peace, and your strength. In our Savior's name, amen. Heavenly Father, bless the power of your word. May your spirit descend upon those listening online. May it descend upon any who might hear your word throughout this world on this Sunday morning. In his name, amen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.